chicken lickens. Um, I know it's been a while since I have done a podcast, but I am recording one today and I might get a couple out soon. So um, my son is with me again today, so you might hear him again. Do you want to say hi? Hi. (laughs) All right. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So do you remember that For my last podcast, I told a story of Jesus teaching his disciples that whoever humbles himself as a little child and comes to Jesus is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Well, Christ also taught his disciples that whoever offends little children who believe in Christ will be punished in a most miserable way. Back in Jesus' time, they crushed grains into flour using the weight of a millstone which was a huge round stone that was too heavy for a human to pull. So a donkey or another stronger animal would pull it. Well, Christ told his disciples that the wicked people who offend little children would have a millstone hung around their necks and they would be thrown into the sea to drown. That is how protective Christ and Heavenly Father are of their little precious ones, both physically and spiritually. Christ also taught his disciples that woe and misery would come to the world because of offenses or because of people who would break the law. He taught taught them a parable that went like this. If your hand or your foot is offending you, cut it off. Throw it far away from you. It is better for you to live life crippled by being handless or footless than it is to have two hands or two feet and spend your life in misery and hell. If your eye is offending you, cut it out of your face and throw it away. It's better for you to have only one eye than to have two eyes and be destroyed. Christ then taught them that in this parable, the hand and foot that he's talking about cutting off are really a person's friend. And the eye he's talking about is really a person's own family member. Doesn't that sound so hard to do? Mom. What? Would it be so hard if you had to cut me off? That would be hard. It would be like cutting my own hand or foot off or my eye off. It would be so hard. Yes, so hard. So hard. Have you ever had to do something like that? Like if you have a friend who was trying to get you to do things that you know you shouldn't do, things that Heavenly Father would not be pleased with, then have you had to end that friendship? Jesus knew that doing something like this would be really hard. It would be a sacrifice. And it might feel like having to cut your own foot or hand off. And sometimes doing things that Jesus asks us to do can be really hard and really painful at times. 
But like Jesus said, it's better for us to do hard things and be able to live with Heavenly Father again than to choose the easy path that would lead us to hell. So Jesus then gave his disciples some directions for how to resolve problems with their friends and family. He said, if your brother offends you in some way, then go in private and tell him what he did that bothered you or hurt you. If he listens to you, then you have a good relationship with him. But if he doesn't listen to you and does not repent and apologize, then gather other people who saw what happened and bring them to him to talk about it too. And if your brother doesn't hear or respect them, then tell what happened to the leaders in the church. And if your brother doesn't listen to the church leaders, then you'll probably have to treat him differently than you would a brother who was loving and repentant. Well, as Christ was teaching the disciples later about the priesthood power of sealing, Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often should I forgive my brother if he sins against me? Seven whole times? And Christ said, Oh, no, not seven times, but 70 times seven. Do you think that Christ meant, oh, just forgive your brother 490 times and then you don't have to forgive him anymore? Or do you think that his answer was a sort of representation for the kind of forgiveness we should have in our hearts towards everyone else? Christ then told this story. The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king that would talk about money and debts with his servants. One day there was a servant brought to him that owed him 10,000 talents. Now you must understand that it would have taken this man 200,000 years to make that much money. The servant, of course, did not have, mu- did not have that much money. He didn't have 10,000 talents he could use to repay the king. So the king declared that the servant must be sold along with the servant's wife and children and everything the servant had in order to make some money to pay the king. On hearing this, the servant fell down at the king's feet and pled with him, Lord, please have patience with me and I will pay you back every single talent that I owe you. Well, the king knew that the servant could never really repay him, and so the king had compassion on the poor man, and he forgave the servant and told him that he didn't need to pay back any of the debt. How amazing! Well, this servant left the king's palace and walked around until he found one of his fellow servants who owed him 100 pence, which was equal to about three months of work. The first servant grabbed his fellow servant by the throat and said, Pay me the money you owe me. His fellow servant fell at his feet and pled with him, Please have patience with me and I will pay you back every single pence that I owe you. But instead of having compassion, the first servant said no and threw his fellow servant into prison until he could pay his debt. Well, When the king's servants there saw what had happened, they felt so bad and told the king everything that had happened. And how do you think the king felt? He called the first servant to him and said, You wicked servant, I forgave you of all the debt you owed me because you asked me to be patient. Shouldn't you have also been patient with your fellow servant just like I had pity on you? 
The king was very angry and delivered the first servant to the tormentors until he should pay off all that he owed to the king. Jesus then said, This is what my heavenly father will do to you too if you don't forgive everyone else's sins against you from the depth of your hearts. Well, at one point in his ministry, Christ called 70 men who were not his 12 apostles to also serve missions out to the Israelites and to minister two by two to preach, teach, and heal everyone who would believe in him. He said that everyone who accepted them and their teachings also accepted Christ, but whoever rejected their teachings also rejected Christ. Well, after their missions, the 70 men returned to Christ with such joy and said, My goodness, even the devils have to obey us when we command them in your name to leave. And Christ said, Oh yes, I give you all power over your enemies, even snakes and scorpions. But don't be so joyful about the fact that you can control evil spirits, but instead rejoice that your names are written in heaven. And then Jesus felt so much joy that he said a prayer of gratitude to Heavenly Father for being so wise. He thanked him for being united with him in his work. After this, he turned to his disciples and told them that they were so blessed to be able to see the things that they were seeing while following Jesus. He said, Did you know that many ancient prophets and kings longed to see the things that you're now seeing? They longed to hear the words that you hear me teach and preach now. Did you know that many ancient prophets saw the day in which we are living right now? And we are amazed to see and hear the thing. Oh, and they were amazed to see and hear the things that we see and hear every day. Did you know that? No. It's true. Right now is such a fantastic time to be alive because of all the miracles and blessings Heavenly Father is sending to us on the earth right now. Can you think of a reason that you're grateful to be part of Heavenly Father's kingdom right now? Being your son. Being my son. Oh, that is sweet. Well, one day an unkind lawyer came to Jesus and asked, Master, what do I need to do in order to live with Heavenly Father for eternity? And Jesus said, well, what does the law of Moses say? What do you think? The lawyer answered, we're commanded to love God with all our heart, soul, strength, and mind, and to love our neighbors as ourselves. And Jesus said, exactly. Do these things, and then you can live with Heavenly Father forever. But the lawyer, who wanted to get into heaven without doing these things, asked, But who is my neighbor? And Jesus answered him with a parable, of course. He said, There was a certain Jewish man who had traveled from Jerusalem to Jericho. The road was 17 miles long and descended far into winding roads and rocky hills. While the man was traveling, some thieves who had been hiding among the rocks jumped out and beat him up. They took his clothes and left him lying in the road, half dead. How could they leave him lying in the road, half dead? That's what they did. They beat him up, took his clothes and everything he had, and then ran away. And he was so hurt that he was lying in the road, dying. Dying? Dying. He wasn't dead yet, but he was dying from all his wounds. And while he was laying there, a Jewish priest walked by the man. If 
I was that priest. One glance, and then I'd rush to his side. Yeah? Yes. Yeah, because you would care about him, huh? But let's hear what this Jesus, the priest in Jesus' story did. When he noticed the man lying there half dead, he quickly crossed to the other side of the road as far away from the man as possible and kept walking on his way. And a little while later, a Levite, or a Jew who usually worked in the temple, walked the same road. And when he saw the man lying there half dead, he also quickly crossed to the other side and kept walking away. A little while later, a Samaritan man passed by the half-dead Jew. Do you remember how much the Samaritans and Jews hated each other? 10,292%, I think. Yeah, I think they hated each other a lot. And... So what do you think the Samaritan man did to the Jew? One glance and then he rushed to his side. Yeah, he did. He, when he saw the man, he had compassion on him. And he went to him and poured wine on his wounds, which helped clean them. And then he poured oil on his wounds, which would help them heal. And he bandaged the man up and then put him on his own donkey and brought him to an inn and made sure that he was okay. The next morning, before the Samaritan man continued on his journey, he took some money and gave it to the inn owner and said, Here's some money to pay for the Jewish man's expenses. Please take good care of him. And if he needs more money than what I've paid you, then the next time I see you, I will pay you what I owe you. Christ finished his parable and he asked the lawyer, which of the three men who saw the beaten-up Jew acted most like a loving neighbor to him? And the lawyer said, Well, the Samaritan man who had mercy for him. Jesus said, Go live your life just like the Samaritan man. After his conversation with the lawyer, Christ traveled to a village named Bethany to visit some of his friends. There was a woman named Martha who invited Christ into her home for a while. She had a sister named Mary who chose to sit at the Savior's feet while he taught everyone there. In the meantime, Martha was rushing about making sure that everything was put in order. When she noticed that Mary was sitting down and didn't seem, seem concerned about serving their guests, she went to Christ and said, Don't you care that my sister is just sitting there while I'm the only one doing all the serving? Tell her to come and help me. And Christ said, Oh, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about so many things, but only one thing is important, and Mary has chosen the good part. She is concerned about the one important thing that won't ever be taken away from her. What do you think Christ was talking about? Well, that's all the story I have for today. I will get some more podcasts up for you guys to listen to. Until then, have a good day, little chickens. Bye-bye. Bye.